Hello guys, welcome to this episode on Astropods. So, today I saw on Twitter a very a trending topic and it was the Boko Haram insurgents, alright, we are trending on Twitter. So I decided to check what is the reason why Boko Haram is trending on Twitter and I was like, I was shocked to, <coughs> to find out that they were trending because of the fact that there was an attack, a very blatant attack on the people of Meduguri. There's a, there's a village called Gawin Koshibi or Gawin Goshibi, alright? I'm not I'm sorry if I'm murdering the name of this village, but there's a village is somewhere close to Meduguri, which is the capital city of Borano State. A state in the northern eastern part of Nigeria. And so for those of us that are already conversant with this news, we know that Boko Haram they strike a lot heavier in Borno area because that's where they have the Sambisa forest and the rest of that. Okay. Now this on this podcast, um of, of what I'm saying right now, because I'm putting this out out on YouTube and Instagram, is because I want to quickly identify a few things that is wrong with the system. Firstly, you know, like they say, the fish rots from the head, not the tail, and that is talking about President Muhammadu Buhari. You are the problem. You are the problem of, of the Nigerian people. You have you were elected or voted into power because of the fact that you sold to Nigerians that you were a military man. You, you fought the civil war, you know what it means to be a Nigerian and, and just of all that cock and bull stories that you gave Nigerians. And now for the past over five years that you've been in office, things have gone from bad to worse. And why are we pointing fingers at you, Buhari, in particular? Firstly, is the fact that you have refused to sack the service chiefs, like, like you call them. And that is because, for some reason, best known to you, even though the Senate said that, you should sack these people. I mean, you should reshuffle the the security chiefs that you have. Sorry, you you didn't you didn't fire them. You decided to to stick with them because you you believe them more than the 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 Nigerian people. Anyway, that's one part of the story. Now, this story is very um complex yet simple because I just watched on you on channel right channel TV right now some of the survivors what they what what they were saying, and the guy said something that's really shocking. He said. The, the security people know these people. They have their cameras hmm? in these villages, in, 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 in the forest. They have the, they have the cameras in, in those forests and they know these people. So why have they not been able to, to arrest this um, Boko Haram insurgent? That's a question for you, Buhari, and your security chiefs to answer. Because they're saying you know them, that this the security men know these people. And he said... The, the attack happened between 7 a.m. and they came back around 3 p.m. So it was a broad daylight attack and nobody nobody interceded. Nobody sort of, no security force like, you know, happened to come there to rescue these people. Nothing happened for all the hours. Give me my point. I'm going to look at this from the angle of Buhari, the service chiefs, the, gov- the, the government's body language, and of course, what we can do moving forward. You see, I saw Governor Zulum, the governor, the 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 the, the governor of Borno State. The other day, his convoy was attacked, and it was by these um these Boko Haram insurgents, and the governor was visibly upset. That how can a whole sitting governor's convoy be attacked? Fire, like you know, it was like an action movie, and it's something that like 
definitely the, the, the security chiefs are complacent because if not why would it be, be attacked and they cannot apprehend those people who are shooting at their at their convoy so we know clearly now that the the security people are sort of go easy on these people now that's not to say that those who have lost their lives or those who are in the front lines are not trying to fight these people but the chiefs of the security um people um this security apparatus they are not doing a good job in terms of apprehending and really clearly fighting these people that's we have facts to back that up but this this whole report is very it has a lot of angles to it that when I, when, I, when i was reading it i was just like wow do you remember do you know guys that a few months ago the nigerian government decided to release the arrest the, the um, Boko Haram members that, that were arrested they, they they decided to release them into the public back to their communities and prominent politicians like senator um ali ali undume all right and, and this other um top top politician a very uh, and he, he used to be an executive in central bank i can't remember his name he was also a presidential candidate for his political party in the last um, election in nigeria he was also he, he also spoke out and they both vehemently said why would the government um be you know be reintroducing these people back into the communities that they've been terrorizing all, all along that is not going to change anything because it's not enough for you to tell us that they are repentant or like they are they have changed you know but you have to have, give us enough reasons to say to to have our kids our wives our our, our, our husbands you know stand, stand side by side these people in the community because these people have been known to be terrorizing the community i'm still going to tell you guys what i find out in the short clip that i watched on channel tv how that survivor his name is ismail something maybe usman ismail what he said and what that sort of said to me but before i go into that let me just give us the reason why these uh Boko Haram insurgents why they struck based on what i read all right because i i read from multiple sources like i, I read from the guardian i also read from punch daily mail uk and a host of other you know agencies because it's trending right now in the world i mean 43 people were killed and this man said that it's more than 43 people because some people were killed on the spot because they refused to go into the bush with these people and you know those those were the ones that, they, that they've recovered their bodies that more are potentially still in the bush in those forests that are just lying there because they are they are dead but their dead bodies are just lying there in the in the forest okay so let us bring it on why did the Boko Haram insurgent strike this poor village this village is known for farming uh, this these people they were farmers fishermen you know there is a report that the the northern part of Nigeria we may experience a a, a a sort of food shortage and these are these are these farmers are working hard to ensure that the the the, the herd heals some crops and they are and they are killed now these farmers that were killed they, they are from sokoto state all right that's i think north central part of nigeria right and they moved to Borno state to work and earn a living now like this again why were they killed based on what 
this man said his name is um is a congressman is, is is a member of the house of representative his name is ahmed satomi he represents the jerry federal constituency of Borno state he said that the farmers and fishermen were killed in cold blood yes then if if father went to give us some more information as to why they were killed he said that on friday right um there's this Boko Haram member that actually patrolled this, this very village, tormenting them. So this on this very instant, he, he got there, he, he demanded that they give him some money and they cook for him. Now, listen, listen to that, guys. They give him some money and cook for him. That means that he, they know him, he knows them, and they know that that's what it, it comes to get almost every single time it, get, it, it comes around. So there's no uh policing or military whatever or going on in that place in that place as a matter of fact ladies and gentlemen the northeastern and northwestern part of nigeria has been occupied is governed actively governed by boko haram and uh and uh, armed militias you know bandits the people in those communities know that these are people that are that's running the system it's not buhari government no more nigeria is actively sort of a broken nation because a good chunk of the of the other part of nigeria has been occupied has been taken over by these armed bandits so and hence that word when i say boko haram has, has been technically defeated it's a lie because it's either you defeat them or you don't you know this i'm going to say a lot of things because this is just coming to me in so many ways so I, I would like you just to just uh you know Stay, stay with me as I bring as I break this thing down the best way I can. Now, why? So this guy came. I don't know his name. He's a Boko Haram member. He got to this village and he demanded that that the people give him some money and cook for him. And you know, while he was waiting for the food to be ready, can you imagine this? <laughs> he was waiting for the food to be ready, right? He said that oh, he wants to use the bathroom. So the fishermen decided that no, uh, there is an opportunity to snatch his firearm and tie him up then they call the uh, they call on the, on the on the security um officers to come and take him to their station that's what they did that's all that happened he came to the village to, to demand for money and food he was waiting for them to, to for, for, he was waiting for the food to be ready he decided to use the bathroom maybe take a shit or something the, the men in the community snatched his gun tied him up and released him to the security officers and what happened the following which was saturday was a reprisal attack on this very village and they came but from what this man said it's not as if they came and they were shooting at the village no they didn't shoot at the village i guess maybe because the security men that maybe you know when you start open, opening fire it's to you know people will be alerted so they didn't shoot so they came this time around, they, they, you know, they call on some people to come with them to the, to the forest, into the forest. Now, okay, let me stick to what I read. So, so just, I'll go back to what I'm saying. That's the testimony of um, Usman Ismail, the survivor of the attack. He's on, he's on China TV. Now, so, because of that, they, they attacked the village, all right? And they have this man lined up in an execution style, beheading and slight, um, you know, um, 
slaughtering them like rams. That is just so barbaric and it's like we are in the, you know, in the days of, you know, medieval days when people can just chop, chop, up your, chop off your head anytime they want to. So this happened. 43 people were recovered. 43 bodies were recovered. More. Because some reporters are, some reporters are saying that more than 70 people were killed. But we know that now that they've required 43 bodies. The people of the village decided that they would not bury these bodies unless they see the governor of Borno State. That's um, the, ex- the executive governor whose name is Zulum. It's like Baba Ghana Zulum or something like that. Now, Zulum is a good man from my own from what I've seen about him. And he said something that the federal government needs to be more decisive. And not only that, that the 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 the, the, the young fellas in the, in the in those communities have to be recruited to the military so that they can actively you know secure or protect their villages and their territories. That's a good idea. And they some and they talk about they something about them agro Agro, what's it called? Agro Rangers or something like that. Some just like um, like a civil defense corps for young boys to join them so they can protect those areas. Because those yeah, those men know those territories. They know the ter- the, the terrain quite well. The same way the, the Boko Haram members know those territories because they are also from the from, from those areas. You know. Now, so that is what I know so far about this case. Now, when I watched the Ismail testimony, it said something like. Because these people were not shooting at them, they they off they they asked them to come with them to help them carry some of their things. That like they do this all the time. That these are they are, they are poor people. They, they I mean, if you have money, if you if you're gonna give money to help you carry some of your your items, they'll carry them for you because they are poor people. Go, this thing goes back again to the issue of poverty. How the Nigerian government have used poverty to weaken the Nigerian people mentally, psychologically, and even emotionally. You see what I'm saying? That's a, that's a topic. That's a topic for another day. But let's just uh, let me just try to stick to this topic, right? So he said that they 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 called they called them a lot of them to follow them to the to a place because they were not shooting at them, so they were they felt some, somehow safe. Like maybe they, maybe they just needed needed them to help them with some of those things. And what what they not what they, they noticed was that when they got to a, a particular place, because they had already had a lot of them, so they would just be calling them one after the other to come with them, and nobody was returning. So they said, "Whoa, something's going on here." So that's why they decided to run, and and they were even shot. he said he was even shot that he was able to survive because they had to run for their lives. Those who were um, adamant or who were not ready to cooperate with the Boko Haram, they were killed on the spot based on what he said. So more bodies surely will be recovered. And the pressman asked him, "Why did you guys not report these things to the authorities? Why did you guys not?" He said, "Well, that's like, like I said, the, the, the authorities know these people." They have they have cameras in those in those forests, and they see them. So, why have they not done what they're supposed to do in terms of protecting the community? You see, complacency. You see, it's like the Boko Haram people and the and the, and the security people they are working in, in tandem. There's there's that conspiracy theory that is alive right now. Now. There is this, this, this is the reason why this whole thing falls on the on the table of President Buhari. Nigeria's presidential system of government is not federal, it's a presidential system of government that sort of puts all the power in the hands of one man in the center of the president. It's more like a demigod, the way this, the constitution is set up. It's a niche constitution, 
that was bought from the days of the um, the colonial masters. Very, very oppressive constitution. And I think, like I've already said this many times, the way forward in the Nigeria system is to change that constitution that, that sort of really put so much power in the hands of people and not, and not um, institutions. Anyway, now, Buhari refused to, to, to fire his service chiefs. Buhari is the one that reintroduced this, this um, Boko Haram members that was arrested back into the communities that, that, that they've been tormenting. Okay? Buhari is the president. Look at what Buhari said. I'm going to tell you what Buhari said. <laughs> yeah, I have a quote for him. Now, Buhari, through his, his um, media chief, uh, Malam um, Gabashew is his name, he said, I condemn the killing of our hard-working farmers by terrorists in Borno State. The entire country is hurt by these senseless killings. My thoughts are with their families in this time of grief. May their souls rest in peace. Really, are you for Ribuari? Like, listen, this is the most... I don't have the word for it. This is the most so nonchalant um, statement I've ever read in my life. Guys, let me put this in context for you guys. Last month, 22 people were killed in two separate attacks. They were farmers too. They were working on an irrigation irrigation um, farm or something like that. 22, 22 people were killed. All right, Israel here. 20 farmers working on irrigation fields in two, in two separate attacks were killed last month. Yesterday, for the, for the three bodies have been recovered, buried today, more, more surely will still be recovered uh, as we move forward. And all you have to say is, I condemn the killing of the hardworking farmers by terrorists in Borno State. The entire country is hurt by these senseless killings. My thoughts are with the, their families in this time of grief. May their souls rest in peace. He said this, but Buhari has not addressed the nation. This is a statement that his, his press secretary or um, media personnel, Gabashe, released. This is the reason why now they, they are trying to, to clamp down on, on free speech, on media rights, for people to use social media to, to talk because you are a president and 43 people of your of your your 43 30 people of yours of your country your fellow countrymen were killed and women were killed were slaughtered were beheaded and all you could say is that may they are so rest in perfect peace you must be ashamed of yourself president Buhari. you must be ashamed of yourself you must be arrested for treason because you released you released these terrorists back into the communities you refuse to, to sack the service chiefs because their complacency now is the reason why we have a situation where by this, you know, these these people don't even believe in their in these people no more because they say they, they are living in this community. They say that they know that they, they have their cameras there, they have their people there, but they are not making any arrest. If you, if you as a security um or unit, you got a community gave you, oh, we arrested this guy is 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 he has been tormenting us, and normally you should know from the history of these people that there's there, there may be a reprisal attack. I did not make any any arrangement in in saturating the, that the entire area with your men, and you allow this this heinous crime on humanity, you know, this barbaric kind of killing that went on for hours 
Nobody interrupted, nobody interceded, nobody did anything. They were so comfortable, they were killing them. They never killed them at like one time. They were killing them, they would call them one after the other and they, and, and they slaughtered them. And how you could say, Buhari, to tell them that may they are so rest in peace, you should be ashamed of yourself, man. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm so disappointed in you. Well, I am not disappointed in you because I wasn't expecting anything good come out to come out from a, from an from an ex-military man. No, no. And Nigeria's progress will come from people who are technocrats, who are intelligent, who understands the principle of leadership, not some some military man that just wants to cling on to power till the, till, till till his dying days. That's how I see it. But let us just face this thing for a second. How can a president not address his nation? When such thing is happening, do you guys know that since 2009, when these people started their nonsense, this Boko Haram people, more than 36,000 people have been killed, more than 2 million people have been displaced in Nigeria. So when you hear the, the IDP camps, that's the internally, internally displaced people, it's, it's not because of anything, it's, it's not because of erosion or some earthquake, it's because of Boko Haram. It's because of military. It's, it's, it's because of this um, extremist insurgents. That's why people are moving from place to place. There's no government help. Nobody's giving them food or jobs or anything like that. They just build them, build them camps or whatever. Some in some other places, and even in those camps, too, they sometimes they even get attacked in those camps. What is the hope for a common man? I keep saying, I keep referencing this all the time. It's about the hope for a common man in Nigeria. For a common for a, for a common mom, for a common black man in this world, Nigeria situation is very hopeless. So when the guys protested the NSAS movement, I said it on the campaign on the protest ground that what we are protesting really is an hand to bad governance, is an hand to corruption, to impunity, to this very very atrocious kind of living that this so-called political elites are doing. They, 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 they serve themselves, not the people. And that's why we are in this kind of mess. Now, so when you know that those numbers, that, that should help us to kind of contextualize what is going on. Now, I'm going to say this few things to close this podcast. All right. So many people have been reacting. All right. There's this man. His name is Saliu Yakasai. Is a special advisor on media to the state to, to the Kano State gov- Governor, um, Governor Ganduje. Said if these things, if this does doesn't move you to tears, I don't know what will. For the three souls woke up and went to earn a living, only to be slaughtered like rams. Twenty-four hours later, nobody has been sacked, no major action taken, and in and in another twenty-four hours. The outcry will end and we will move on. I want to say clearly that the head of this problem is, in the, is with the Nigerian people. Nigerians must unite. Nigerians must have a, must speak with one voice. Nigerians must show love to one another. And the Boko Haram itself, we should know what is Boko Haram, what is following their courage and their strength. We should try to see who is, who is financing them, how are they getting their money. All of those things, we have to see those things. And, they, and a very responsible government will do those things because they know to freeze the account of those who were alleged to be sponsors of the of the NSAS protest. So how, why can't they find out those who are sponsoring the, the Boko Haram insurgents? You know, so many things I want to say, but I guess I've said a lot already. Thank you so much for this time. I'm Asana Raju. 
please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment, and also follow on all platforms. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye for now.